Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to another episode of Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW, formerly Weight Watchers, plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we struggled with, and what our goals are for the coming week. There is no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, we get personal about our eating patterns and trends. WW's recent eating topic inspired us to examine why we eat at certain times, what we want to eat at those times, and then truly paying attention to things that trigger us to overeat. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, another week down in the journey. Another and week. just kick us off. Who goes first this time? It is you, Aaron, because I took the reins the last time. And so it is your turn. Have okay. All right. So this past week, I you know, I had shared with you guys that I've kicked back my running. By the way, I should say I was down 0.4 this week. So anything going down is a is a good thing for me. I kicked up the running and I noticed something this week that my anxiety just shot up out of nowhere. And I realized the last time that I had started working on my running, the same thing happened. And I realized that the running is triggering like the flight or flight, fight or flight kind of response in me with my cortisol. Mm. And so I backed down from the running. It took like a couple days for it to like settle. And I've worked on walking and maybe picking up my pace a little bit more. And that has helped tremendously. But the running is triggering something in me that should not be triggered. And it bothers me deeply because I love the feeling of running free, but I don't like the panic and anxiety it's inducing. Is that weird? Has that ever happened to you guys? Well, you know, I've always had a fear. Well, you know, I've always said that I, my joke, I only run when I'm being chased, but I was wondering for you, Aaron, because you and I both had similar issues in the past with the plantar, uh, I would say it wrong, plantar fasciitis. fasciitis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting you to say that you were having fear that that would flare up and that maybe that was giving you anxiety, you know, that because that's something that I know can be attributed to to kind of running and that's something yeah. they'll tell you to pull back on. 
but I've never heard of the other. I've never had the other. It's literally the anxiety. You know, there's anxiety because mm-hmm. you're thinking about something and you're working yourself up. This is literally, mm-hmm. I can feel it fluttering in my chest. Mm-hmm. Kind of anxiety, like what in the world? Mm-hmm. So, and then, and also noticing too, that when that, when that's happening, I also catch myself wanting more fat, wanting more carbohydrates, like triggering this whole response inside of me. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's real. What I like is that I'm at this part of the journey where I can sit back and look at it as data and observation, yeah. right? Bonkers, bonkers. But it's, it was a fight when we talked about last week about, well, we talked about saying no to ourselves and then concerned that we're sabotaging ourselves. So, you know, once we start to have success, you know, I've had what, 10, 11 weeks of really good work. And then all of a sudden, boom, here this thing comes. And I'll admit Saturday and Sunday, I was, I, I ate more than I should have. I ate, didn't even look at my points. I started out really good. And I realized it's because I didn't eat well on Saturday. I went to a baby shower and I can't eat at a baby shower because there's no food that I can eat. And so I had about two days where I didn't have normal meals, which caused me to overcompensate at other meals and like, just get out of whack. So today Today I feel weird, but today is like, okay, you need to, you are on track. It wasn't that you got off track, but there were things that got off track in those days and you need to be diligent for the rest of the week. <laughs> you peel everything back, right? No extras, stay on track. So it's, I've had a very, I've had a very weird week that's spilling into this week and I'm working hard to pull the brake on it. And you would say it started with the, with the running it started with That's, the running. Mm-hmm. It's good that you at least have an idea of what's causing it and how to, you know, what the next steps are to to prevent it um, from having those, you know, that reaction and those cravings that came with it. It's so I'm just wondering if there's anybody else who's listening has experienced the same thing. I'd love to mm-hmm. I'd love to know. I don't think it's a I don't think I'm alone in it, but yeah. I'm just curious if anybody else has experienced it and what they've done. And it's funny, I'm trying to rack my brain, like, is this going back to identity? Is it because you don't identify as a runner? And then that could be causing it. But it it, it sounds like it's something completely. Yeah, it feels totally. Yeah, it feels totally. It's totally physical. Like, because my mentality is, oh, I'm ready to do this thing. (laughs) And my body is like, no, we're not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I never had that issue. But when I, from the time, as young as I can remember exercising, my mom is, is, very thin and she's always encouraged me to go walking and up my pace and all of that. I used to have, and recently in years when I haven't been exercising consistently, when I'd start back up um, issues with, I I think it's circulation, but my legs would itch horribly. I mean, they would feel like they're on fire. And if I would touch them after a workout or after trying to run or what, it, it would just feel like they're burning. I couldn't scratch them. It was just a horrible, horrible sensation. And I don't know if there was some um, like mental piece going on there with um, just anxiety around that. But I think it was a circulation issue too, because it would usually get better the more I, I worked out. I remember I tell you that I was, was going to say, say I remember that's why you stopped it. doing 5Ks. Mm-hmm. We stopped doing the 5Ks together. Yeah, it was it was painful. And I I never got, you know, I didn't get more than one opinion, but my doctor said, oh, it could be this, it could be that, you know, just trying to keep trying to lose weight, that kind of thing. I didn't really get an answer for it. But I think um, it was a, probably a circulation, but also like a, a bit of a mental thing too. I'm not sure. 
No, I'll tell you, I actually know for a fact that it's not in your head uh, oh, because really? I have a friend who started walking with me and mm-hmm. she had the exact same thing. I actually thought she was being dramatic. <laughs> Takes I'm dramatic. To know one. You know, some of my friends are a little dramatic too. So she was like, oh, my legs, they itch and it's this. And I was like, what did, I've never had that feeling, but I, mm-hmm. it was circulation. It was a circulation okay. issue for her. So okay. because she had not been walking a lot, mm-hmm. When she started, it really was, uh, it was bothersome for her for us to go mm. on walks together during lunch. Mm. And as she walked more, it went away. Okay. It went away. So it was actually, it would actually was something that was going on. It was okay. a circulation issue. Wow. Um, well, on this episode you. of What Ails You, three non-medical experts, three women who know nothing about medicine. <laughs> But if you're a doctor, call us, please. <laughs> Watch a doctor get on and be like, actually, it's not a circulation issue. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, that's what she told me. Okay. That's what she told me. <laughs> Just eat two Oreo cookies. You'll be fine in the morning. Put a little mint on it. Add some Oreos. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, golly. All right. Who's next? <laughs> Ricky. All right. So I am going to start off by saying I had a good week last week. Yay. Um, I And it did not have anything to do with the scale because I was up. But yay! Not that it was up, but yay! Because <laughs> like, this yes, is this is positive. Look at how we're addressing what a good week yes. is. Yes, okay. I'm changing that narrative because I knew I I made a lot of good choices towards the end of the week. Um, I did not make a great choice on Friday night for dinner, but I ate at home. All the other days of the week, except for, oh no, Tuesday. That was the big thing. I went to a happy hour with some girlfriends from my previous school. And we, I, I tracked what I was going to have for dinner. And I knew I couldn't have the whole sandwich and stay within my points. So I made the choice to have half of it and save the rest for the next day. So some people listening are probably like, okay. <laughs> but if I, I, I cannot honestly think about the last time I did that for years. I have probably had half at a restaurant and eaten the other half, like either as soon as I got home or later that night, it's never, I mean, it's been a long time since I've had the determination to say I've finished my points for the day. The kitchen's closed. I'm done. And I'm not hungry. It's not like I'm starving myself. It's, kind of a compulsion sometimes to say, I'm going to, I want to finish this. It's, I started when I finished it. Um, so I made that choice and I made a lot of other positive choices. I worked out every single day last week. And I also kind of analyzed the intensity of my workouts and said, I want to ramp this up. So I started the power zones training. Um, so I know Candace, <laughs> Candace started it and she told me, Hey, like, this is a really good training. Um, why don't you try it? So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do what I hadn't done it. And it really is, um, it's personalized to you and it gives you kind of a way to progress and make your workouts more intense based on metrics and data. Um, and it was probably one of the hardest workouts I've ever done <laughs> in Peloton. So that was Thursday night and, um, just all week I was challenging myself. So, the scale didn't show that, but I know it will. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? 
And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. We don't always get the way in we deserve the week we deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ricky, I mean, those are so many positives that I'm hearing. Like, I feel like you lost so much this week, you know, in the, in the good way. Like, you lost some old hangups. You lost some old things that Ricky can't, you know, save a sandwich for the next day, mm-hmm. right? To me, those are all incredibly wonderful things. Ah! so cool yeah like Aaron said I I was just sitting here I'm just going through everything because the fact that you decided to up your intensity when you didn't have to you could have come up with an excuse and said well I'm at least I'm on the bike Mm -hmm. but to say I want to take it that step further and to start it off with I'm proud of myself I don't care what the scale says and even Mm -hmm. if you kind of were like I'm gonna have to say that I think that That right there is a major piece that a lot of people struggle with. You brought up eight different things that you did that had nothing to do with the scale. The non-scale victories obviously outweigh Mm -hmm. the 0.4, which is a P. We always say that. (laughs) You could have gone to the bathroom and to maintain. So I call it a maintain. You know, it's not it's not a gain. Or did you say 0. 0.4? No, yeah. I think that was, no. Aaron was, was up. It was more than that. But I'm just going to claim I was it was down like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you could get, I, I wish you could get, you know, points or things on the scale for all of the non-scale victories that you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. yeah. It'll so, show up next time. Or the time after that. Yeah. And you know what? Even if that doesn't show up, to me, those two things aren't, um, they don't have to be tied together. You know what I mean? Like, again, because we know that that the scale is the ultimate measurement tool that WW is using. But for us, think about how far we've come in this past year of our conversations to be able to say, look at all of these great things that happened this past week that I did. And by the way, the scale didn't reflect all of those choices, but I'm okay with that because I made some great choices and they're going to carry me into the discipline and the motivation for, for next week. I mm-hmm. think those are all great. And taking a sandwich and putting, cutting it in half and taking it home and not yeah. going back in the refrigerator and yeah. eating it. Yeah. Who does that? Ricky does that. <laughs> like Ricky does that do. because that is something that is a, that's something that took a while for me to master and I still have not done it. Knowing mm-hmm. it's in the fridge can be a very big trigger for me. So major mm-hmm. congrats. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, Candice. All right. Well, my little one decided to give me, I well, to be honest, I, I lost five pounds this week. What? Which wow. Was, yeah. I, I've told you I've been on this groove and I am, when you look at my trends with weight loss, when I'm on it, I tend to sometimes have really big losses, yeah. like big losses and like consistent big losses that can mm-hmm. sometimes trigger me like I told you, to want to self-sabotage because I've been very, very consistent with my exercise. Um, I did get a cold, which didn't mean I didn't eat (laughs) because I didn't lose my sense of taste, which meant I could still taste food. Now, if I had lost my sense of taste, 
I would have probably been down 10 pounds because what's the point of eating when you can't taste food? <laughs> Let's talk about it going into sick season. Like I cannot stand that. Have you ever had that when you get a cold yep. where you can't, you lose your sense of smell and taste? Like what's the point of life at that point? I think like, that's called COVID now. <laughs> right. It's called, I mean, I know. Like, no, I haven't had that. symptom for COVID, but it, you know, used to be just a symptom for a cold and a flu. Sometimes if your nose gets stuffy, you can lose your sense of smell and taste. Anyway, long story short. I got a little cold from my son who got his first cold. So I was a little down and not feeling really great. So other than that, but I really was consistent with counting my points. I had to take a few days off of it for exercise. And that was tough because I've been in this groove and the perfectionism had started for me, which was like, I have to exercise every single day. I have to make sure that I'm in within, but my body was like, look, Mm-mm. you need to relax. Mm-hmm. And it was very tough for me to do, but I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was really pleased with the loss on the scale. I didn't weigh in at the center, as you know, because I didn't want everybody to look at me like I was, I had the runny eye and the sneezing. And you don't want to do that during times of COVID because then everyone would say, why would you come to the meeting? So you all held it down on Saturday. Uh, and then also I won my step bet. So my step bet is over. I won $5.85 in addition to my original bet. So, Hey, and speaking of step bet, you organized a step bet for us for coming up uh, Thanksgiving to December. And this is for the entire Real WW Talk community. So so here at the game code, if you want to join in, you go to step bet uh, app and it's RWW. Yep. is the code that you're going to use uh, to jump in. But Candace, for anybody who's listening and going, what is a step bet? Tell them real quick. So step bet is a physical challenge that is based on your own personalized fitness goals for stepping. It, it, it syncs with your Apple watch, your Fitbit, whatever fitness watch or app that you have. And it will create a personalized number of steps that you will do. You have four days that are called active days and two stretch days that are meant to push you to go a little bit further. Um, So it's just based on walking, walking and steps or whatever you do to to move around. And you get one free day, which is always a nice day. Don't take it early in the week. I promise. I've learned from experience, save that day as much as you can, but it's, it's just a way to keep you moving. We know during that time of year from, it runs from November 21st to December 25th. (laughs) that's the time of year where we want, it's starting to get cold outside. We kind of want to just stay inside and eat comfort foods and it's the holidays. So we created this to kind of motivate us as a community to, to get out, walk, get some steps, walk around the house, walk during commercials while watching TV and uh, do it with a community. We're all going to do it together. So I'm pretty excited about it. The big thing with step bet is that if you, you put in an initial bet of $40 for our step bet. If you hit your goals for the five weeks, you get your money back. You also get the money of those who do not hit their goals. So it's kind of, you're very motivated for other people to do well, but then if they aren't, you're like, oh. And because this is the real WW Talk community, we are rooting for everyone to do well so that we get that $40 back. Yeah. But we will also be, but we also probably will... We'll be very sad if you do not hit your goal, but we will kindly take the five cents that we will each get. <laughs> if you don't hit it. 
<laughs> so look for the StepBet app and use the game code RWW. And by the way, too, we just think this is kind of important for us to put out. StepBet does not know that we exist. No. We are not getting any type of a kickback or anything for this. This is just really so that we can help each other. Uh, we keep talking about the discipline and consistency being disciplined and consistent at the holidays because we know that that is the easiest time to go go off the rails and put mm-hmm. our you know put our plans to the side and man if we can stay on it and stay truth yeah. true to our health goals during the holidays we can do this any time of year but mm-hmm. we're we're starting to get to the we're getting into soup season as we would call it here on the east coast right yes. <laughs> and it's all there. i want to do is bake and cook and my <laughs> goodness so, but anyway, that was my week. So it was a good week. I won my step bet five pounds down, five dollars in wins with step bet. Five Amazing. seems to be the number. Unreal. <laughs> good yeah. for you. So, wh- hey, what did you guys think about the meeting topic? Uh, Candace, I know that you weren't there on Saturday, but um, did you did you go to a meeting at all during the week? You I actually did. did. I was able to catch um, uh, Marlon's meeting actually earlier in the week because. I knew that I wasn't starting to not feel well, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. So, so the the topic was about noticing your uh, your eating habits, your your eating patterns. Did you guys come away with any revelations from that topic? Mm-hmm. I did. Um, so I noticed. I know that I'm a sweetaholic. Like I love carbs and sweets, and that's been my biggest challenge. But in the afternoons, if I have things around, or if I know a coworker has a special treat, or, you know, like if I don't have enough snacks in my my bag, I tend to go for sweets and really want a a larger (laughs) quantity of sweets. Um, And it tends to be in the afternoon. So I noticed that pattern of really needing to be proactive about having something that's sweet, like a piece of fruit, um, or a, a small portion of something that I can have um, to to kind of be proactive about it because it hits me in the afternoon and it's like all of my desires and hopes for future weight loss kind of go out the window um, when I have really strong cravings like that. Yeah, I'm a sweetaholic too. Definitely can identify that. You know me, and my cupcakes. Love them. Uh, but one of the things I have noticed with my pattern is that if I have protein in the morning, I tend to be able to stave off like wanting to give into cravings. So I've been been recently been being very intentional about making sure that I have protein, adequate protein for the bre- for my breakfast. And I've noticed a very big difference in my hunger throughout the day. I don't know if it's that my blood sh- blood sugar is stabilized, but if I don't have protein in the morning. I'm ravenous throughout the day. I don't know mm-hmm. if you all can identify with that, but mm-hmm. that was something that was a big a big revelation to me because I've heard it said in meetings, but I don't think I ever truly embraced it. <clears throat> what um what's the protein look like for you in the morning? Egg whites, eggs. I'll, I've been doing this thing that I call like a Dutch scrambler because that's what they call it at the Amish market, and it has like potato, onion, egg. And a little bit of cheese, oh, yes. and you That's mix wonderful. it in together. You can do egg whites, and it's it's honestly like the most filling thing ever. And I mm-hmm. use a little olive oil, like to kind of cook everything together. It's just been great, and it's with the way I did. It's like seven points. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it, you can get the um, there's simply hash browns and simply potatoes that are already in the package, right? That are diced up, and I think it's is it a third of a cup or a half a cup? Is like. Yeah. 
two points, at least on, yeah. on blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't think of potatoes as being two points, but. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's amount, very right? filling. I promise you guys, like it is a game changer. Like my, I've just been eating it every day and it's been changing everything. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've identified as I was thinking through that, through the topic, same thing with, with you, Candace. I need to start the morning out with protein. If I don't start it out with, and not even just protein, but completely savory, if there is a hint of sweet, including fruit along with it, it, it sets me off the rest of the day where I need sweet things. So I have to start the morning with savory and protein. And then the other piece that I noticed is uh, I need to not eat after like seven o'clock in the evening. That nothing good happens after 7 p.m. when it comes to food because I am all in snack central. I start to overeat. And then the next day I wake up not feeling well. I, I think it's something that maybe it just blood sugar stuff. It, do, it doesn't do well. Um, definitely no sweet sweets late at, at night. So I've, I've needed to work on that. And then my snack in the middle of the day, if I do a snack, I need to. I need to focus on a on protein and a vegetable, not not a protein bar, not for me, nothing like that. Because again, it's like it it triggers something in me. Now I can have an apple with peanut butter and be fine. There's just something about if I eat like a protein bar or I eat like a rice krispie treat or something like that. That's not it, it keeps going back to nourishment for me. What is my body actually asking for versus what is my mind asking for? And my body is asking for nourishing foods to be able to go do, you know, maybe it's I'm going to go do that 30 minute walk. Well, I know that an apple and peanut butter is going to feel me better than, you know, like a gluten free, dairy free rice krispie treat, even though that's what my mind would 100 percent want over that. Yeah. And you brought Uh, that up a few weeks ago, Aaron. You said that you have been focusing more on like the whole nutritious food and how that is having an effect just in general with your overall feeling, like how you feel because it's made such a difference. I don't have the cravings Mm -hmm. that I used to. And so this weekend, because I had that whole cortisol flux thing, I noticed myself wanting those things. Mm -hmm. And actually I should ask you guys this question. I'll finish this thought and then I'll ask you the question. Like I'm wanting, I'm wanting more of the fat. I'm wanting more of the carbohydrates. And then, so I give that to myself with some of the sweet. And the next thing I know, like I, it's a domino, like it starts triggering wanting those other things. And Saturday night I sat in my woman cave and put on like projected a movie on the wall, but it's like 8 PM and I'm eating snacks. I had uh, like a hard seltzer and I had some chips and then I'm like, Ooh, I want a brownie. Ooh, I want this. And like, it just kept I kept wanting things and I went, who are you? What are you doing? Yep. You're, this is not the pattern that you want for yourself moving forward. And it's not to say that we can't stop and do this on occasion, but this isn't what you had agreed. We talked about the intentions, right? Intentions with ourselves. This wasn't the intention with myself. So, so my question for you guys, do you notice when you have maybe even when it gets towards like the time of the month kind of thing and you get those cravings, do you indulge the cravings or do you work counter to the cravings? And it may not even be, you know, that time of the month. Maybe it's, I notice that I fluctuate throughout the month in what I want. Cause I may go through a time where it's like, mm-hmm. I just want fresh fruits and vegetables. And it's like, Ooh, I feel like I need some red meat now. Ooh, I feel like I need some fat now. Mm-hmm. I- yeah. Yeah. Ricky? 
Oh, I, I think I do. I think I do. Um, I haven't noticed exactly if it's always the same time, but um, I tend to to want the more protein or the red meat and and sweet things at, around that time. And I, I do indulge that usually. Um, I feel like in general with cravings, if I don't like have it, if I don't have it, it typically doesn't, I, I compensate in some way, but then I end up having it anyway. So if I can have it and plan for it, then I feel like it works out a lot better. Yeah. And, and, and I, I chuckled in my mind when you asked, do you indulge it or do you kind of counter it? I always tend to indulge. I don't know what countering it means. Um, it's usually that I have it. I am always, but Aaron, to your point, I'm always fascinated with how quickly it can get out of control. Yes. How one thing that you're like, I'm going to indulge on this thing becomes, then I'm going to have some Pringles and then I'm going to have a hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go ahead and finish off that piece of cake that I said I wasn't going to have today. And oh my gosh, where is that? Where are those gummy bears? Like it, And before you know it, you blink and you've had 25 extra points. And yes. you're like, but I was, I was on track mm-hmm. earlier, I promise. It just is I indulged in this thing and didn't say no. And it set off a a trigger, it set off a pattern. So. And then it starts the next, and then the next day you feel like, well, I can't recover from this. So mm-hmm. I might as well just kind of make it a wash. I'm like, yeah. no, Do you that's where find, I'm today. Do you guys find that you're constantly kind of break patterns with foods? Like I find that if I decide I want something sweet after dinner, something sweet, that's more in points. I also feel like I should have a chip or something like with it, not a chip, you know what I mean? Like have some chips with it. And it's, I don't know that I've consistently broken that pattern where it's like, if I want a cupcake after dinner, then I am not also having some type of carb, other carb, like a savory carb with it too. Do you guys mm-hmm. notice those patterns? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's something that, you know, yeah, I think about parties, like kids' birthday parties. What do you have there? You have bags of chips and cake. Like you don't just have one type of food. Yeah, so it's like you're like I'm. This is what a party is. <laughs> it's like going hog wild with all those things that are there. So yeah. I feel like in the, in that part of our minds, we feel like we're just like this is what I do when I'm <laughs> celebrating. This is what I do when I'm out of control. And the harder part is after. Right. So when it's happened and you know it and maybe you you were accountable, you put it in the tracker, you're like, all right, here's the points. I've done it. I'm not hiding from it. But that's that Monday, Aaron, that you brought up that, OK, I'm I'm back now. That is intentional and deep because those triggers have been you've, you've done you've, they, those triggers have been triggered and you wake up and you're like, I don't. I don't want the protein this morning. I'm Mm -hmm. craving the sweets. I'm Mm -hmm. craving what I gave into the day before. Mm -hmm. So I find I have to be very, very methodical. Like today for me, yesterday I had a higher point day. I don't, I wouldn't call it being off track. I was accountable, but this morning I had to really be intentional about making my egg scramble and say, this is what I'm having today. I feel better right now. But if I had chosen to give into it for another day, it could have become the whole week. And then Mm -hmm. it could have become the whole month and Mm -hmm. I would have to really, then it would be even harder. Mm -hmm. So, and that's not even addressing the mental part of it. 
then then you start beating yourself up for it. And wow, I've just wasted all of this time and I did all of this work and I'm never going to get out of this. I'm this is never I'm always going to be here. It's you know never change, right? Like you start getting into that cycle. Let's hide. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And like today I had so I know this is going to sound weird, but I had a Coke Zero. And to me, when I have a Coke Zero, I'm not out of I'm not out of that pattern yet because I don't typically drink Coke Zeros or like I shared a couple of weeks ago, like we talked about the seltzer, the flavored waters, those put me in an unhealthy place. They make mm-hmm. me want more food and other things. I know that I'm at my healthiest when I am simply consuming my water. Yeah. Um, and so even, even having that Coke Zero today when you're not completely pulling the trigger on you know, thanks, we're done. We're yeah. done with this. And I think it's it's trying to figure out, they call it in recovery when people kind of go off track with addiction, because you know, that's my field. Mm-hmm. You create a recovery plan like that you can institute the moment that let's say that you were an alcoholic and you had a drink and you're feeling the guilt <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. We, what do you do to help get yourself back from on track and whether that be okay I'm for us I feel like it's I'm going to be accountable and go against the feeling of hiding from my journal hiding Mm -hmm. from the because I am the hider I don't want to see the points I don't want to acknowledge the damage even though my body acknowledges it Mm -hmm. I'm like Mm -hmm. it's not written down it didn't it didn't happen (laughs) but I instead making the choice to go against that thought and running towards my journal to put Mm -hmm. it in Getting an accountability partner and saying, look, with Aaron and Ricky, wanted to let you know, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. Help me process this because I'm not in a good headspace right now to process. Mm-hmm. Those are things you have to be intentional about. And it feels abnormal because we don't normally do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the hiding for me is my norm. And mm-hmm. I always tell people who I feel are, I've told you guys, if you see me hiding, ask me what's up. I be like, which meeting have you gone to? What is your name now? Let's not do this. <laughs> we have put yes. in enough time. We don't have time for this. Yes. You know? yeah. so. Yes. I, um, I, Candace, you said the word and it's accountability. Mm-hmm. It's being accountable to ourselves and being accountable to others. I mean, that's, that's the part of this journey and why we're doing WW and we're doing WW in this way with the meetings mm-hmm. is so that we can have this accountability because at the end of the day, we're trying to succeed and we want to do everything we can to succeed, to give ourselves that best shot mm-hmm. and accountability has to go hand in hand yeah. with it. Yeah. You have to be known, you have to be seen. And even when we may not feel known and we may not feel seen on this journey, when we show up for the meeting, someone sees us, someone knows us, someone's paying attention to mm-hmm. us. Hi, Candace. You're Candace, right? I, I think I remember <laughs> I you from before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you really can't hide because you really, because Erin, she, she's joking for those who don't know why she's laughing. <laughs> During one of my stints, like I said, when I was hiding, I thought that I was rejoining a meeting and completely anonymous and good old Aaron comes up to me and says, Candace, right? And my name at that meeting was Nicole. And because I didn't want to be found out. So I said, oh, no, you're mistaken. So she recognized me and my smile and I ran out of that meeting because I wasn't ready to deal with it. <laughs> but. Nope, Here but she are. came back. Yes, but yeah. she came back. back. 
<laughs> it was very hard because I was I was happy annoyed with her. That's right. <laughs> but all it takes. Her- but look at all it took was somebody knowing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though you wanted to hide so desperately, and you did because you ran. Mm-hmm. You came back because it was that little moment though of peeling back a layer and saying that you're seen. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like Julia Roberts in Runaway Bride? You know how she would run up to the <laughs> altar and then just be like, no, nope. you kind of did. I'm pretty sure I saw yeah. the hood on the back of your jacket flapping in the wind. <laughs> but let me tell you, though, one of the things I just this is very important for me to say is you can't trust your thoughts at these times. And I think oh. that's something that I, you know, we, we're so smart that mm-hmm. we're not, especially when you think you're smart, you're like, I know what I'm you can't trust your thoughts. Your thoughts mm-hmm. will tell you that everybody's making fun of you, that if you were to reach out, that people are looking at your journal going, dang, you ate that much? Mm-hmm. What? That your accountability, accountability partners are laughing at you. They'll tell you, mm-hmm. it'll tell you whatever it is to keep you stuck. Mm-hmm. You cannot trust your thoughts. You have to trust the actions that you've set down when you were in a mentally healthy place. And that's something, again, we tell our addicts, don't trust what you're thinking now. Trust what you wrote down when you were sober, mm-hmm. that you told yourself about how to get out of here. Because and, those thoughts are all based in fear. And right. fear is a liar. Yeah. liar. And it it's never as, it, it really is, a, a, like you were saying, Candace, it's never as bad as we think it's going to be. Like we imagine the worst to protect ourselves, but then we get there. And it's not that bad. I mean, I did have, I will say, a moment where someone did say something negative when they saw my my journal once. But that taught me. Then I learned who my friends were, you know, like I, I learned, OK, like that happened. It was one of my fears. It it did happen. But now I know <laughs> now I know what a, a positive person would say to me and what someone who maybe was having a negative moment and you know, maybe not ill-intentioned, but did say something that was harmful about, you know, my weight. Um, you know, I and I can move forward with that information, but that happened one time out of however many years I've been on this journey, you know. Well, and that person too is probably looking at it from the perspective of themselves mm-hmm. in how they how they would feel if they did that versus looking at you, mm-hmm. right? And how do I encourage my friend in this mm-hmm. moment, they made they took your journal and made it about themselves and the shame they would feel if they did something mm-hmm. versus looking at this thing and going, this is my friend. How do I love her in this moment? Mm-hmm. And yeah. those are two very like you said, you can tell who's your friend on that mm-hmm. versus who who isn't in those mm-hmm. moments. Yeah, yeah, it's a good perspective. And also, you know, not to take it to the extremes, my name, but, you know, but do it, Candace. Yeah. But, you know, it could kill you. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. because I think that you, especially as feel, I'm a feeling person. I mm-hmm. feel like we can all be feeling you. You feel like when somebody has done something that injures you, sometimes I can't let it go. And it plays over mm-hmm. again and over again and over again in my head. Like, oh, my gosh, that person said this and I just can't. But it didn't kill you, you know, and mm-hmm. and the choice for you to kind of continue to think about it is your choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're right. And knowing that you have the choice to say, I've thought about it. That was wrong. What he or she said, I didn't like it. I don't receive it for myself. And mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to be annoyed for five minutes and I'm going to move mm-hmm. on. Cause well, that person probably didn't remember what they said. Like they're not thinking about it over and over again. And that so should piss you off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off to think that I'm thinking about this. And the person who injured me is like, 
gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Forgiveness is one of the greatest things that you can do for someone else and for yourself. Mm -hmm. I will not nurse the hurt. I will not rehearse the hurt Mm -hmm. and I will let it go. And my favorite is nursing the hurt and rehearsing the hurt because we do. Say it again, Erin. That's a sound bite there. I will not (laughs) nurse the hurt. I will not rehearse the hurt. I will let this go. Let it go. I will let it go. I give forgiveness (laughs) to you and I give forgiveness to me for continuously nursing and rehearsing this. I'm hurting my own self. The wound that they inflicted on me in this moment was so minute compared to what I'm doing to myself Mm -hmm. right now by nursing this thing and rehearsing this thing. I've got Mm -hmm. to let it go. Can you please get one of those, those um, apps where you can create like quotes and put like a, (laughs) like a bird in the background or clouds and Candace being the wind beneath (laughs) our wings, you know, and then like sign it with your name in cursive so that everyone can share it and it can go viral. I'm pretty sure I, I heard this from someone else at some point. That's okay. Claim it now. We're just going to claim that you, you created that. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Pivot because we hear a lot of really good things in our meetings and what we were talking about, how important the accountability for our meetings are, right? Uh, We want to hit our spotlight meeting leader of the week. And this one uh, came to us from Jennifer, one of our uh, Real WW Talk members. She made this suggestion to us. Uh, Mercy D. Candace, can I throw it to you to be able, since I know, I think that recommendation came into you. Sure. Yeah. Jennifer and I were chatting and just wanted to give a congratulations to to our members, uh, our members, but Real WW Talk members, Jennifer and Ashley, they completed a, I think a 10K 10K. or 10K over the weekend, like ridiculous. It's a wonderful (laughs) job. But anyway, Jennifer sent me this recommendation and said that uh, she thought that maybe we want to check out her meetings and that she, I think she listens to Real WW Talk. So I think that this would be a wonderful person. I have not personally been able to go to one of her um, meetings, but I'm very excited to do so. She has a variety of times and dates available. Uh, She looks very, very nice. This is Mercy D, M-E-R-C-Y, and the letter D for David. Yeah. So she has meetings, like I said, I I tend to want to look at, she has a lot of morning meetings. She has Tuesdays in the morning, Wednesdays in the morning, Thursdays seems to be a busy day for her, and then also Sunday. So for me, if I don't ever make it to like my Saturday meeting, I definitely would want to check that out. So if you all go to one of her workshops, please let us know. We love to get recommendations from those of you who have tried out different coaches because everyone has a different style and we all learn something. And I just love the fact that with WW, depending on your membership, you can try out as many coaches as you want at all different times of days. So I'm really looking forward to checking out Mercy D. I hope you, you all try her too. Mm-hmm. Man, it's perfect for even those moments where you talked about when you want to hide, go hop yeah. online, mm-hmm. go to a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do it in that space. <laughs> and the thing that I love about it too is that they're all in different states. So mm-hmm. you know how sometimes we talk about a lot of things that happen here in Maryland, and we know the restaurants, and we know that <laughs> if you're ever looking to travel somewhere, it's almost like try to find a coach that's in that area because all of the mm-hmm. the people who are there they talk about restaurants and stuff. It's very interesting. I've gone to a lot of different places. Someone in Vermont, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I I, I don't know what that restaurant is, but oh, I'm going to put it on the list." I just love Jerry's. We instantly went to restaurants that happen in the WW meeting. (laughs) Like that's the most Weight Watchers thing ever. 
not the not the nuggets they give you to stay on track. I was like, where did you tell me to go and get some food? <laughs> not the nuggets to keep you on track, but the nuggets we eat. Can we talk about eat? Like, who has the best nuggets? Really? <laughs> what is the best gluten free ice cream? Please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> do you all have gluten-free oreos there really <laughs> oh my goodness we are a hot mess i love us <laughs> can i just share one thing as i know we're getting ready to end i i acquired some rosemary today and aaron is our our cook okay we ask aaron how to make everything so i said aaron what should i do with all of this rosemary that i have and she gave me some wonderful suggestions for chicken and really nice things and then she said you know what you could do you could put some in this olive oil and use it in your hair. And it was really nice. She gave some wonderful reasons why I should put this rosemary in my hair. And I just kept thinking, why would I waste it when it could be used in food? Why would you give me a recommendation for my hair? Listen, she's got so much rosemary. She showed me, it was like half of a bush of rosemary this person gave her. I'm like, you can't eat all of that. Let's turn, let's, let's, let's consume it inside and on the outside. But I couldn't even process it. I was like, why would I waste it? I need to eat it. True WW foodie. But side note, if you do have a lot of rosemary, if you heat it up with some oil, it makes a really good hot oil treatment for your hair. There she goes again. Or if you there boil she goes it again down, talking about the hair. If you boil it down with water, if you have brown hair, uh, it's super nourishing for brown hair. And you use chamomile tea leaves or chamomile flowers and tea leaves if you've got um, uh, blonde hair. So, and, and it's really good in chicken. <laughs> and it's really good in chicken. <laughs> You got really if you've got the skewer like the stalks where they get really big, just pull the leaves off the bottom and put um cut up the chicken and put it on them like like skewers and then you put them on the grill and like it, it infuses it. Oh, it's so good. Mm. This is why Ricky and I will keep her because we just <laughs> yes, you know, guys, not for anything else. Forget all the other <laughs> nuggets. She can tell you what to do with rosemary. I could talk about food all day long, and that's why I do WW. <laughs> <laughs> Food and Our hair. Love food Aaron. and hair. That's right. All right. That wraps it up for us this week on Real WW Talk. We're so glad to spend this time with you. And thank you so much to everyone who has been leaving um, reviews on Apple Podcasts and all any platform um, where you are listening to us and they have reviews available. We so appreciate it. Uh, we're reading them and it just, it touches our hearts. We're so grateful for them, but also because you're helping other people discover the podcast as well. And, you know, we all do things based on recommendations. So thanks for leaving those positive reviews. And if you want to connect with us, we would love to have you in the Real WW Talk Facebook group. Just search Real WW Talk. And of course, we are also on YouTube and Instagram as well. And we just love our communities there. I'd love to see everybody turn out for one another and help everyone think through problems and give encouragement. It's just the most positive place to be. We love it. All right. Thank you guys so much. We wish you a great week on your journey and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.